Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the world of data and metrics in business with Lean Analytics by Alastair Kroll and Ben Yoskovitz. As a treasure trove for entrepreneurs and startup founders, this book teaches you how to use data effectively to kickstart and grow your organization. Co-authored by two luminaries of the startup world, Lean Analytics takes a highly focused, data-driven approach to business. Alastair Kroll, an entrepreneur, author, and public speaker, has an impressive record in the fields of web performance, big data, and startups. His expertise shines in this book. Partnered with him is Ben Yoskovitz, an entrepreneur, mentor, and regular speaker at high-profile conferences. He brings his wealth of experience and insights to the table, making this book a comprehensive guide for anyone looking to navigate the startup landscape. If you've ever wanted to understand the ins and outs of startups, how to make your organization more effective, or gain a stronger grasp of the role data plays in business growth, Lean Analytics is a must-read. In the next 20 minutes, we will explore the key insights this book offers, demystifying the world of startups and data-driven growth. So sit back and get ready to learn with us on 20-Minute Books. A Lean Analytics. Use data to build a better startup faster. Introduction. Unlocking the potential of analytics in your startup journey. Imagine you're equipped with all the resources you need to launch your dream startup. The intelligence, the willpower, and even a well-built supportive network to help kick things into motion. What's missing from this picture, you might wonder? The answer is effective analytics. You could be the most driven and brilliant entrepreneur on the block, but without the right analytical tools, there's a risk you could end up creating something that no one wants. That's where this book steps in, introducing you to valuable metrics that can help keep your startup on the right path. Get ready to dive into the core principles of startup analysis and learn how they can be leveraged to fuel your venture's growth. As the insights from Lean Analytics unfold, you'll uncover answers to your burning questions. You'll delve into the power of data and why too much of it can prove detrimental, how the stickiness factor can be a game changer for your startup, and the one number that you should be focusing on. Part 1. Charting your startup journey. Be informed by data, not ruled by it. Picture a startup. What do you see? Essentially. A startup is an enterprise aiming to establish a sustainable and replicable business model. Have you ever envisioned yourself at the helm of such a venture? If the answer is yes, then get ready to become best friends with data. This crucial ally will not only illuminate your path, but also guard you from the peril of self-deception. So, what does data signify in this context? Essentially, It's the numerical heartbeat of your business. For instance, if you own a media website, your lifeline is the data on ad click numbers. If you're an investor, the figures on your investment returns hold the key. Why is data so integral, you might wonder? It's because entrepreneurs in their quest for success might often paint a rosier picture of their venture than what reality reflects. Remember, 
they are in the business of selling their ideas, often without concrete proof that these ideas will flourish. However, an overzealous belief in one's dreams can be a startup's undoing. That's where the need to stay rooted in reality comes in, and there's no better grounding force than data. Data is your reality checker, your shield against self-delusion. By offering an unbiased measure of your progress, it ensures you know exactly where you stand on the path to your goal. But beware, you don't want to transform into a mindless, number-crunching machine. Remember, your intuition and judgment are just as significant. The goal is not to be data-driven, but to be data-informed. Data, while indispensable, has a hypnotic allure that can turn addictive. Moreover, if you use data to hone just one aspect of your business, you might inadvertently walk into a trap. Consider this. You own a website, and your data reveals that images of scantily clad women boost your click-through rate. If you blindly follow that data and flood your site with bikini-clad models, it could tarnish your business's reputation or compromise its integrity. So don't allow data to dominate your decisions. Always bear in mind that data is, at the end of the day, merely a tool. Part 2. Navigating the data seas. The role of comparable, understandable, and ratio-based metrics. So, why are we stressing the importance of being data-informed? The overarching aim is to let data steer you towards the ideal product and the perfect market, all before your funding dries up. But to achieve that, you need a reliable yardstick to measure your success. This brings us to the concept of good metrics, your magic key to unlocking valuable, actionable insights. What makes a metric good? It essentially boils down to three crucial attributes, comparability, simplicity, and being ratio-based. A comparable metric is like a time machine, allowing you to track your progress. Ideally, a metric should be benchmarked against different timeframes, consumer groups, or rivals. For example, a statement like, revenue increased compared to last week, provides a more insightful snapshot than a vague 2% revenue. A good metric is also easy to understand. Remember, your data is supposed to be your roadmap, not a tangled labyrinth. If your metrics are complex and difficult to remember, they will become more of a hindrance than a help, leading to stagnation rather than growth. So aim for simplicity. Metrics like weekly revenue are a good start. Above all, the most valuable metrics come in the form of ratios. There are several reasons for this. Firstly, ratios simplify decision-making. Let's say you operate a media website and have data about your ad click numbers. However, the ad clicks per day ratio is a more effective gauge as it helps you assess if you are meeting your ad click objectives and whether there's room for improvement. Additionally, ratios are naturally comparative. They facilitate the tracking of short-term metrics over an extended period. For instance, you could track ad clicks per month, but a ratio depicting daily ad clicks against average clicks within a month could reveal patterns, such as peak popularity times or declining viewer interest. Part 3. Finding your sweet spot. Blend passion, proficiency, and profitability as a startup founder. Surviving the startup storm requires finding the crossroads where your product's demand meets your capacity and enthusiasm to deliver. In other words, 
a successful startup is a delicate cocktail of passion, proficiency, and profitability. Start by delving deep into what truly stirs your passion. Remember, launching a startup isn't just about generating a viable product or service. It's about answering the question, what is it that I truly yearn to do? Avoid building a business you'll ultimately despise. If you don't find joy in your work, chances are success will remain elusive. Moreover, investors typically gravitate towards founders who demonstrate an unwavering dedication to resolving a particular issue. A lack of enthusiasm can be the quickest way to repel potential investment. Next, be sure you're embarking on a path you're proficient at. If you've spotted a lucrative niche, rest assured, you won't be the only one rushing to capitalize on it. You need to outshine your competitors in meeting the market's demand. And a word of caution, avoid diving into a business where the playing field is evenly leveled for everyone. Having a trump card, such as a well-connected network, can significantly boost your odds of success. Lastly, never lose sight of the bottom line, earning a profit. After all, the essence of starting a business boils down to convincing people to pay for your services or products. This implies making enough from your offerings to justify your costs without pouring inordinate amounts of time or money into customer acquisition. In conclusion, steer clear of ventures that either don't spark your interest or lack demand. Striking a balance between your interests, skills, and market viability is crucial for sustainable success. Part 4. Decoding Startup Progression The Five Phases of Empathy, Stickiness, Virality, Revenue, and Scale There exist several interpretations of startup evolution, but the Lean Analytics Framework proposes a five-phase model. Empathy, Stickiness, Virality, Revenue, and Scale Commencing with the empathy stage, you pinpoint a need that resonates with people. This discernment helps locate your market niche, your spot under the sun. You then transition to the stickiness phase, where you devise a viable solution to meet your customer's need, a solution they wouldn't hesitate to pay for. Next up is the virality stage. This is where you concentrate on sculpting the product and creating features and functionalities that are sure to lure in your customers. Once you've established a solid customer base, the revenue stage sets in. This is the growth phase where your business scales up and truly takes flight. Finally, the scale stage arrives. Here, you strive to penetrate new markets or expand, evolving from a fledgling startup to a more mature business entity. The stickiness, virality, and revenue stages are vital growth drivers for your startup. Stickiness pertains to customer retention, ensuring they continue using your product. This can be gauged by measuring engagement, a crucial indicator of potential success. Take Facebook, for instance. Initially, despite having a smaller user base, the focus was on retaining those users, making the platform more and more sticky. Facebook soon became an inseparable part of users' lives. The virality stage also has its distinct metric, the number of new users each existing user can bring on board. A higher number accelerates your growth pace. Facebook, designed to optimize user experience as the user base expanded, quickly went viral as users began inviting their friends. Finally, 
revenue stands as the ultimate gauge of a sustainable business model. Today, Facebook relies on a robust revenue model, generating income through highly personalized ads on users' pages. Part 5. Maintain your focus. Zero in on the one metric that matters most for your startup. One secret ingredient in the recipe for startup success is maintaining a laser-like focus. This translates to directing all your attention to that single pivotal metric most relevant to your current stage. Always be aware of what your key metric is at any point in time. As a startup founder, you'll undoubtedly juggle numerous figures, such as per customer revenue or customer satisfaction levels. Some of these metrics will demand immediate attention, while others can be tucked away for future reference, like when you're recounting your company's journey to a potential investor. However, resist the temptation to get lost in the labyrinth of data. Concentrate on what's relevant at that moment. For instance, if you're managing a media page, don't agonize over your ad click rates before you've amassed a substantial customer base. Those ad click rates will be insignificant without a critical mass of customers. Your immediate priority should be your one metric that matters, or OMTM. This singular focus will help you set explicit goals and track your progress along the journey. Consider the restaurant industry, for instance. Here, the staff cost-to-gross revenue ratio can serve as an excellent OMTM. It is simple, instantaneous, actionable, and comparable. It's a single number you can generate every night. It allows swift cost adjustments, and you can monitor it over time and benchmark it against other restaurants. By setting a specific goal like aiming for a ratio of 0.25, you establish a clear target. This would mean that your staff costs should generate four times the gross revenue. A score below this could suggest understaffing, while a number close to this could indicate a balanced equilibrium between customer service and profitability. Part 6. For startups, crafting your business model, and identifying the right customers. Plenty of startups are built on innovative concepts and manage to reel in sizable audiences. Yet, surprisingly, a mere handful of these startups actually turn a profit. Even industry giants like Facebook and Twitter have grappled with monetizing their substantial user bases. This underscores the significance of your business model. As a startup founder, it's your job to sculpt it meticulously. But what would be the most simplistic business model? Perhaps running a lemonade stand, where you sell lemonade at a price higher than your production costs. Contrast this with an actual business model, which is an elaborate depiction of your business's core principles. It illustrates how you intend to get people to use your product. Remember, your product isn't just the tangible object you're selling. It encompasses several elements, including your service, brand, customer support, and even packaging. Consider buying an iPhone, for example. You're not just acquiring a phone, you're also investing in a bit of Apple's persona. Business models operate similarly. They are a conglomerate of multiple facets of the business. Sales strategies, revenue streams, types of products, and delivery models. You'll need to examine these diverse elements thoroughly while constructing your business model. Furthermore, a well-designed business model aids in distinguishing your valuable customers from potentially harmful ones. Unfortunately, not all users are beneficial. Some may prove fruitful in the long run, like those who avail of a free basic service initially and upgrade to a paid account years later. 
Others might never transform into paying customers, but could offer free marketing or attract other users who will become paying customers. Then there are those users who could be detrimental to your business, causing distractions, devouring your resources, or spamming your site. Thus, it is essential that your startup prioritizes and caters to the needs of your most crucial users. Part 7. E-commerce startups should prioritize revenue per customer as their most crucial metric. If you're like the majority, you've likely made numerous online purchases throughout your life. E-commerce businesses are ubiquitous in today's digital age, with a high likelihood of being the most prevalent type of online enterprise around. E-commerce businesses generally revolve around two main axes, customer loyalty and acquisition. Most generate revenue by selling products that can be delivered either electronically Think of iTunes selling music downloads, or physically, like shoes from Zappos. Some e-commerce businesses, like Amazon, prioritize cultivating customer loyalty. Amazon forges robust relationships with its customers, ensuring their return by offering an array of products and keeping its services streamlined. On the other hand, some e-commerce entities focus on acquiring new customers and driving substantial one-time sales rather than building loyalty. A site that peddles second-hand cars and charges a service fee would be a fitting example. This type of site doesn't rely on repeat customers, but instead thrives on single purchase transactions. Despite the wide range of metrics applicable to e-commerce, revenue per customer stands out as the most paramount. Revenue per customer is the amalgamation of several other figures. It encompasses your conversion rate, the percentage of website visitors who end up making a purchase. It also takes into account the rate at which your customers revisit your site for subsequent purchases. This metric can guide you on whether you should invest more in fostering loyalty with current customers or focus on roping in new ones. Your average shopping cart value, indicating the amount your customers typically spend, is also a key element. Revenue per customer melds these two figures. It's an essential metric for all types of e-commerce businesses, regardless of their primary focus being on loyalty, acquisition, or a blend of both. Revenue per customer serves as an effective gauge of your business's efficiency. Part eight, for media sites banking on advertisements, click-through rates stand out as the most crucial metric. Take a look at Google's search engine or CNN's website. Both are prime examples of media sites and a significant chunk of their revenue pours in from advertising. Thus, if your business model echoes a media site, you too will likely bank heavily on advertising revenue. Embedding ads into online content is relatively straightforward, with numerous websites leveraging advertising revenue to cover their expenses. Whether it serves as a secondary revenue source, potentially subsidizing the cost of a budget game, or it foots the bill for the operating costs of delivering free content, advertising plays an indispensable role. Multiple pathways exist to derive income from ads. Some sites profit from banner displays, others resort to sponsorship deals or affiliate partnerships. Picture a sports news site partnered with a local sports team regularly showcasing banners on their behalf. The site might even sell sports-related books through an affiliate relationship with an online bookstore. Media sites give paramount importance to their click-through rates. 
primarily because advertising revenue is often linked to the number of ad clicks. Therefore, click-through rates or display rates carry immense value. They translate directly into revenue. However, media sites are far from one-dimensional. They also need to ensure that visitors spend a good amount of time on the site, exploring multiple pages. They have to gauge the number of repeat visitors as well as new ones. Based on these diverse metrics, ads can be optimized to drive maximum benefit. For media sites, remember this. Advertising isn't just important, it's everything. Final summary. The essential takeaway from this book. As a startup founder, it's crucial to hone in on your strengths and indulge in what you genuinely love. By blending your passion with a data-driven approach, you can efficiently navigate through the lean analytics stages. By setting and accomplishing objectives, you can steer your organization towards unprecedented success. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.